0: Get the sun so pretty today. It's so bright and so smashing.
1: and helps out the grass and Smile when it's morning time. Last night I wrote three rhymes.
0: I woke up to see the sun shining. God is my witness in scriptures and pictures. The sun kiss scrumptious, sun is nutritious. It makes me want to climb. Take a bite out of shine. This little lot of mine. Welcome to question block. It's uh me, Alex, or wires of NYC with
1: Arialist Hi.
0: We're catching up on an episode because last episode, I was down in Fort Lauderdale, I was getting some sun. Yikes. In a manner that I thought was safe at the time, but we've come to learn in researching this episode that it might not be so. True. Because we've been learning about sun, sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Sunblock? What's the general term for it?
1: Sunscreen is the correct term because the ingredients in the sunscreens are screens. And filters. They're filters, like the sunset filter. Okay. (laughs) Have you looking snatched on the gram.
0: Okay. So you're going to tell us all about sunscreen.
1: Yes. And share with you the sunscreens that we have in our home. Yeah. How you can get your hands on some of them, because some of them are not regulated in the U.S.
0: Much like the TSA, a a lot of sunscreens' proclaimed benefits are for show, but some of them are actually real.
1: True. And a lot of the best ones are not allowed in the U.S. because the FDA is the worst. Uh, Yeah.
0: Cool. So who invented sunscreen?
1: The ancient Egyptians, of course. Duh.
0: Nice. They were using like SPF 100. What were they doing?
1: They used rice and jasmine. Maybe maybe also jasmine rice.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a great kind of rice.
1: Yeah. They were on it. They used that as like a protective barrier.
0: So they smelled good, but they covered themselves. They weren't like rice cakes, right? It wasn't like a sushi roll.
1: Yeah, they have, like, if you add water to that or, like, the the liquid that comes off when you're cooking it.
0: Yeah, our friend related, when she went to Burning Man, everybody, as soon as, like, even after you shower, within, like, 10 minutes, you're covered in a fine layer of dust, and it acts as a really great sunscreen.
1: Hmm. Depends what... It's
0: a physical barrier.
1: We're going to learn later (laughs) that there's no such thing as physical sunscreens. They're all all chemical. Um, Greeks tried to use olive oil.
0: Which There's like tanning oil right Did you study tanning oil during I t-
1: did thing? I'm I'm just kind of like ro- I'm like oh Olive so
0: funny because I'm just Right you're just thinking of like Yeah you can roast vegetables I'm... with that too right you I'm thinking
1: like... of like when Kramer was trying to use butter And yeah. Newman just pictured him as a giant chicken Exactly Native mm-hmm. Americans used sunflower oil So then we're going to like jump super forward now, eat- now we're, we're going <laughs> to jump into Jump into science Science 1801, ultraviolet rays, or also known as UV rays, were discovered by a German scientist named Johann Ritter. I will explain the different types of UV rays. There's three of them. There's UVA, UVB, and UVC. We didn't really know that much about UVA until, like, pretty recently.
0: Categories just correspond to what the wavelength is, and it's all just UV light. It's ultraviolet light. So it's on like right at the edge of the visible spectrum, like a little past black light. Yes. And that corresponds to around 400 nanometers. And it's like these are higher energy, uh, like light waves, I guess.
1: Yes. So the longer the wavelength, the less energy it has, but the deeper it can penetrate. And so that in,
0: it, infrared is at the other end of the visible spectrum.
1: UVA has a very long wavelength comparatively to UVC. It doesn't have a ton of energy, but it can penetrate the deepest. And then UVB is like right in the middle. And UVC is like super strong and short wavelength. But the ozone actually protects us from that. But there was a, a point when the, the ozone had an injury. And it it was not protecting certain people. Mm-hmm. There was this one farmer who like discovered the ozone hole layer because his his sheep were like getting all this all these like diseases, oh, tumors and stuff. Yeah, and he was like Yikes. turning different colors and stuff. He was like, "What's happening?" So um,
0: it is. I just want to point out it is pretty wild that right because we're getting into sunscreen like developed in like the early eighteen hundreds. Wait. And in all of history before then, people just wore hats, I guess, or like...
1: They also died earlier, so they didn't...
0: Oh, so you didn't develop skin cancer.
1: Exactly. They just died from, like, the plague.
0: Yeah, if you're like... (laughs) Looking
1: tan AF.
0: (laughs) If you were a peasant in Northern Europe, I guess you just, like... Well, men wore hats constantly, as we know (laughs) from the fashion episode. Also,
1: looking tan was a sign of being poor, So people actually really like that's why the Egyptians, they were like, we want to look pale because if we're tan, that means we're like an enslaved person building a pyramid in even like the Victorian times. They were putting lead, this like white um, sun filter (laughs) made out of lead on their face to make them extra pale. And they were they were dying from that, actually. So Mm -hmm. that was a a sun filter that actually did (laughs) cause deformities. And cancers, whereas like people
0: there's a lot of like yeah, and I guess men are just wearing like bowler hats and suits around through through throughout like you know the seventeen and eighteen hundreds or whatever. it's like in old timey photos, they're never like hanging out in like a tank top, yeah, although I guess they had to dress up because photos were i mean special. yeah, uh, there's
1: f- the photos, <laughs> so in Australia. They got down with sunscreen much earlier than in the United States. A chemist named Milton Blake created the first successful commercial sunscreen for a company called Hamilton. You can actually still buy the Hamilton sunscreen today. In 1936, the founder of L'Oreal was on his boat when he discovered that the oils he brought along weren't actually working this inspired him to create his own brand of sunscreen. The
0: first guy who was like, this olive oil is not helping <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, why am I using this? Okay. Wow, is that the, did he then go on to found L'Oreal or was it, had he already founded we, it as like a skincare company?
1: No, he was going, he was like, I have to, so he, that like, that was one of the first products oh, of L'Oreal. L'Oreal
0: started as a a sunscreen company. Yeah.
1: And then 1938, Franz Greeter, can you guess where he's from?
0: German? He's Switzerland. Switzerland. He's Swiss.
1: He is credited as the inventor of, like, the first sunscreen. It was called the Glacier uh, uh, Glacier Cream because he got really badly burned when he was climbing a mountain. And it had basically what would be the equivalent of an SPF 2 rating. So you can get sunburn even when you're in glaciers and in ice. In cold weather. Yeah, especially because yeah. the sun is going to reflect off of the ice.
0: Yeah, as we'll talk about in the next episode. They were originally developed. Or a lot of sunglasses were developed for in snowy climates because the glare is so bad.
1: Yeah, and then we get to tone in 1944. So Benjamin Green from Florida... He created this formula that was called Red Vet Pet, which was it was veterinary petrolatum. So it was like Vaseline, like red Vaseline, basically. And it was uh, for soldiers during World War Two.
0: Red Vet Pet.
1: But it actually would turn your skin red (laughs) when you put it on. So it was kind of gloopy. But and...
0: soldiers will do like whatever. Yeah, they're it's... like, I don't care. Well, and particularly in like the Pacific Island campaigns, like the soldiers were getting like really sunburned. Even if you're like had been stationed in Pearl Harbor, it's like you're you're like by the equator, and I guess you are like outdoors a lot. So yeah, they're they're smearing <laughs> smearing this red vaseline on themselves. Yeah.
1: So. His company Coppertone. They wanted to get the product on shelves for con- like just regular consumers. Get- people would never buy that, you know.
0: So he had he renamed it Coppertone because he's like copper is a better color than red.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And he was like, maybe we could put some cocoa butter and coconut oil into the formula.
0: Oh, make it smell like the tropics.
1: Yeah, and there was also the Coppertone girl who. Was drawn by her mother, like her. She was modeled. She modeled for her mother.
0: Is she always in every picture? The like the dog is like pulling on her like swimsuit trunks. And, and yeah, you see her little butt.
1: Yeah. So she said that when she was modeling for it, a, she just dog, had her. A dog no, ran no, after
0: no, her. <laughs> she. It was just modeling. her,
1: and she was <laughs> like looking behind. She. They were like, you have to like look behind, like a like. Like, you're scandalized by something. I don't know, she was, like, three or four. And they had, but they pulled her underwear down a little bit so you could, like, the. and the mom was, like, trying to, like, I guess they photographed her and then the mom drew it from okay. a sketch. Also, the mom.
0: I was, like, they're, like, okay, now hold that pose for one yeah. and a half hours <laughs> while this artist draws the you. The
1: mom was also a pinup draw. Like, she was Model famous for her pinup drawings. Sketches. And when, if you look at the, the copper tone girl and the pinup girl, it's literally like the copper tone girl, like grown up looks just like the pinup one.
0: Yeah. The copper tone, like the baby is in a very, like, it's a little too sexual. Yeah. Like the whole positioning and everything. And everybody always thought it was, everyone's like, oh no, it's fine.
1: And she, they, she was apparently, or the mother was apparently only paid one, a one time, you know. Fee from she Copper got like Tone, yeah, exactly. They were like, "Thank you." Yeah. So, but the Copper Tone girl really, really helped. I think because people didn't really care about sun health at the point, and they they would only really get sunscreen if they were like going on vacation or like going to g- going to the beach or something for a long They're not period wear of time. It every day. Yeah, they they just didn't really care about this, and this made it like a family product sort of and i think it was more thought of like as a tanning like oh it's gonna help you it's like it's also tan. still
0: the 40s and 50s and like no one's wearing t-shirts even right like everybody still is going around in like you see cotton b- suits during the summer i've seen mad men
1: at the at the beach though the barbie the first barbie with her bathing suit was invented oh, sure. in the 40s so they did have bathing suits bathing swim costumes
0: yes in the 30s though they had like wasn't it like down to your ankles or whatever, though, you still have, like, very good coverage. It's
1: 1944. Get with the times.
0: Men had their bathing trunks. Men had, like, good mustaches to protect... You got to protect your face.
1: ankles, okay? That's your your sexiest asset. Okay. Hawaiian Tropic in 1969. Very sexy. Oh, with,
0: with copper tones, is it... Did you... Why do they call it copper tone? It, to me... You that,
1: literally nail on the hat, like... That cause...
0: implies that it's meant for tanning, right? You'll look coppery.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's and it's like to tone, you know, it's to like tone your skin, like, it's like vibes. Okay. Yeah, and I think also because maybe it still has some of that tint. Then we have Hawaiian Tropic, which actually was made in a garage in Kentucky. He had gone on vacation to Hawaii, and you know how in Hawaii, like, the air smells so good and everything. He was like, what if we could really capture this in a bottle? And so that's when Hawaiian Tropic came around and then 1977
0: was he like a chemist a home chemist i can't imagine whipping up my own sunblock
1: well maybe you should talk to ron (laughs) rice
0: yeah he's like throw some hibiscus flowers in it let's do it so in
1: 1977 the fda requires that all sunscreens have to have a spf rating on them and i'm going to explain what spf and P-A and P-D is. It is a sun protection factor. And it indicates how well the sunscreen will protect your skin against sunburn, meaning how many many times more protected you'll be than unprotected skin. So the way they do these tests is like they'll put some of the sun the sunscreen on one of your butt cheeks and they leave the other cheek unscreened. And, and they, they, they
0: they purposely have to pick an untanned area of your body to do this they, so they can <laughs> see when the reddening begins.
1: They put your ass on a tanning bed.
0: Yeah. Just your ass. Not literally. a tanning bed. They put you outside.
1: <laughs> they just stick your butt outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I have you go lay down at the beach? <laughs> um and then a some you know some probably grad student has to come by and like carefully examine your butt they to see your like, butt. <laughs> if one cheek is getting burned versus the other one
1: yes so this is misconception myth mis- misunderstanding number 1 that a lot of people think that like the spf rating correlates to how many minutes you can be in the sun with the sunscreen and that is totally false it's how many times so like if you're wearing a spf Fifteen. that means you're 15 times more protected than not. So you personally would have to find out how long it takes for you to burn and then multiply that by 15. Yes. So if it takes you 10 minutes to burn, you can now go in the sun for 150
0: minutes. Well, yes, you'll start to burn after 150 minutes, which is two and a half hours. Yes. So like me, who has very pale... Like Scotch Irish complexion, yeah, and I I would start burning after like ten minutes on like a really sunny day. However, I can now stay out for two and a half hours, provided well, I reapply.
1: Exactly, because sunscreens can um they can like get rubbed off, the sweated off. We'll talk about that, like the reapplications. Okay, so that's what block. That's what SPF is. Oh, oh also there's people are like oh SPF 50 is like no greater than SPF 30 but it actually is like it 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 does make a difference however SPF 50 formulations are sometimes like a little bit thicker and people they don't they won't want to apply as much like any sunscreen you kind of need to apply the same amount it's not like if the SPF is like higher you don't have to apply the same amount Because you have to cover your entire skin. It's not like the other, like the SPF 50 like spreads more, actually probably spreads worse. (laughs) So wear the highest SPF that you can that is pleasant and like okay for you to wear. That doesn't irritate you. That's kind of like the guideline. But this only accounts for UVB rays, which are, you can think of it like this way. The UVB is burning, Mm -hmm. does not account for uva which is aging
0: which i was telling you i was scandalized by right i was like wait all it is is a measure of how quickly you'll burn but meanwhile you can like the block might not be really blocking uva rays very well at all and those can cause yeah they cause aging and cancer they still like create free radicals like in your skin and like damage your dna they just won't immediately burn you.
1: Right. They will tan you. This is the other wild thing that like, I think the craziest thing that I learned is that tanning does not, tanning and burning are like two completely separate things. They usually happen kind of at the same vibe because the you're getting like UVA and B from the sun, like both spectrums. But you know how uh, tanning salons, tanning beds, they only have UVA rays in them. Because that would be weird if you went to a tanning and you burned, right? So they only have UVA, and people will go and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to get a base tan, and then I won't burn as much." But th- that's they're like different rays, so that doesn't doesn't help you.
0: You maybe won't get as so no way being like heavily tanned. That must protect you from burning as well, though. Mm-mm. Yeah, you have like no. more melanin in your skin.
1: It, it they it doesn't. That's,
0: that's why darker people tend to be from like the equator, right? Whereas like. Very pale people are from like the the less sunlit regions of the earth, like the forests. Of A Germany tan is or the whatever. expression
1: of the melanin that you already have in your skin. It doesn't like it it's it, your body uh, showing its melanin card mm-hmm. is an inflammatory response, saying like this stuff is messed up right now. And uh, like for, you know, you you personally getting darker. I'm not talking about like you know what I'm saying.
0: The rays though, right?
1: Not. It's like a nominal amount. It doesn't. It it really doesn't protect you. Do not like getting a tan does not prevent you from getting burned. Just think of it that way.
0: Okay, but I do think black people are less prone to get sunburned, right? Than like light people. Like, well, here's definitely, the thing. Like, okay. Yeah, if here's... I hung out with like my my friend who's like. Like a black eye. Or there's whatever. a lot like of different burn factors. Like much sooner than they would.
1: There's a lot of different. There's a lot of different factors. Yes, like people who have more melanin naturally in their skin, you won't you won't see immediate signs of like the sun damage. But because there's more pigments in their skin, they're much more prone to like hyperpigmentation and pigmentation issues. So like. I they're, feel like what you're saying... They're so, going to have
0: long-term effects. Yeah,
1: and, and you can also be just as prone to, like, skin cancer and sun cancer. So, like, everyone needs to wear sunscreen. Like, it...
0: That's what it, I'm saying. Yeah. They're going to... The UVA rays are still causing DNA damage, even for them. But I'll turn into, like, a pink lobster, and my skin will hurt and peel if I stay outside without sunblock for more than, like, an hour. Whereas, like, I definitely know people who have darker skin who can stay outside for a while. I wouldn't hours. say who...
1: Think of it like this. Some people will, their skin will show the cards sooner Mm -hmm. and some people's skin won't show the cards, but the the bad things (laughs) are still going to happen. So everyone should wear sunscreen. Japanese sunscreens use the PA or PA plus rating, which addresses UVA. And then European companies use the PD, which it looks like a bunch of, Stars, the P- the PD,
0: a bunch right. of stars. Yeah, PD. Like five stars.
1: It has yeah. I can sh- I have sunscreens from around the world, so I can like, show you what that will look like. So this is um, the Nivea. Su- you know that Nivea like isn't made in the U.S. anymore because the FDA in the U.S. is like too crappy. And
0: <laughs> they make a- they make like lotion and stuff though,
1: but not sunscreen. And their sunscreen is amazing. But they're an Australian company, so I ordered this from. Like Australia, I guess. So this one has a PD, and it's it's it we'll say UVA, and there's like stars after it.
0: stars, UVA yes. blocking. And because this their, one's a SPF like fifteen, what's basically. What's blocking?
1: Fifteen, SPF 15. Oh, SPF fifteen. It's not like Got super it. high, but um, but just to show you what that looks like, and then uh, here is a, it's Nivea, but it's like from Japanese. A it's store.
0: and a Japanese store? Yeah. Oh, in New York?
1: Yeah, so if you go to, like, the Japanese, like, if you're in the West Coast, like Daiso or, like, H Mart in the East Coast. Great supermarket. Yes. Then you can get these Japanese sunscreens. Oh,
0: yeah, look, the label is all in. In
1: Japanese, but you Japanese. can see that it says PA+++. So, yeah. and this is the SPF 35, so, like. I think PA starts with like two pluses maybe, and it can go up to like four or five. But it's generally like it's pretty similar to the PD rating. So if you're concerned about like wrinkles and skin cancer. Or skin (laughs) cancer.
0: Yeah, the long-term effects. Even a, a high SPF sunblock probably also has UVA protection, but it hasn't been tested for it. Yeah. So you don't really know what you're getting, and if it's going to prevent like long-term skin damage.
1: Which wait, what has been tested?
0: Like when if you buy an American, like oh, yeah. you're like, oh, it's an American. It's a sport SPF 30. This yes. is all oh, I need. Here. And it's like, here's well, an example. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, that this yep. Yeah, here is an example. Spray.
1: It just says UVA, UVB protection, but it doesn't. The SPF, remember, is just UVB, so it does not tell you. And
0: that doesn't have the PA rating on it? Yeah,
1: it won't have that because c- because the U.S. regulates sunscreen as a drug and other countries regulate it as a cosmeceutical, like, cosmetic product. So they're, they actually do a ton and are very stringent with their testing on it.
0: Do they also do the butt test? Or are they doing something? Yeah, else they do. Well, they because they have
1: to UVB rate it, so that's what the butt test is. Sure. They use um, the PA and the PA plus is like it's it's like progressive pigment darkening, like that's what it stands for. Oh wow! And they just they they also tan your butt.
0: Yeah. So they they, they check your butt for a period of several weeks. Yes. Being exposed to the sun for this it uses a UVA
1: a radiation to cause persistent darkening or tanning of the skin. So it's, they just expose you to a UVA light. So that is like a tanning bed. They just put you.
0: I think that also is, it's pretty wild. They're just doing, it's only human testing for all of these cosmetics products.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I will
0: say, by the way, on the banana boat sport to their credit in very small font, it says reapply after 80 minutes of swimming or sweating at least immediately after towel drying, at least every two hours. And then they say, spending time in the sun increases your risk of skin cancer and early skin aging. Limit time in the sun, especially from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's a danger zone. Wear long sleeve shirts, pants, hats, and sunglasses. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good for them. And
1: probably the Japanese one says that too. We just, can't-
0: <laughs> we just can't read it.
1: So there's two categories of sunscreen chemicals. You might have heard mineral versus chemical sunscreen but I have news for you.
0: The minerals are also chemicals?
1: Yes. Which you probably
0: knew. But they're inorganic chemicals, right?
1: Right. So we should really categorize them as, like, a physical sunscreen is as inorganic um, and a chemical sunscreen as organic. So chemicals that have carbon they both work in the same way because a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, the physical or the the inorganic ones, which are basically there's two, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. They um, reflect, they like reflect the sun, you know, back because they're sort of, like, reflective. They're like
0: they look like bright white, right? Like the classic yes. lifeguard like with this, the bright white titanium dioxide paste on their nose,
1: which is in. Uh, I think I have that in here. Zinka was the first. Yeah, in 1980 Zinka had a sunblock called Nosecoat. Yeah. which came in different shades of hot pink, teal, yellow. Nice. <laughs> but cuz you zinc oxide, so this is a Pipette mineral sunscreen is which is literally just zinc oxide and you can see it's like it's it'll leave like a white cat. It's just like white goop um on me it probably looks just like my skin tone cuz I'm very white.
0: It's it's called Pipette. Yeah. A pipette's like what you use in a yeah. lab. Well, because they're like, like a, a very, very yeah.
1: pure. Um, but if you, it, for people with darker skin tone, they're not going to want to wear, wear a inorganic sunscreen because it's going to make them look chalky.
0: Unless they're a mime.
1: <laughs> Organic sunscreens get a really bad reputation. People are like, ooh, it's a chemical. It's like bad for me. But actually chemical sunscreens have like the most te- new technologies in them. And they're they're more pure because a lot of times they're ma- they're always made in a lab, like zinc when it's not made in the lab can have like other trace minerals in it, which are like really bad um so a lot of there's this like scientist named Michelle Wong or lab muffin, and she's like just does a ton of research on sunscreen. And she explains it. She has all these infographics. So she kind of doesn't like inorganic sunscreens because, like, they're chalky. They don't look good. So a lot of people won't wear them. They can also be irritating.
0: Yeah, I've only seen the inorganic ones used in the context of a big smear of zinc oxide on the nose or whatever to cover, like, really regions of your body that are, like, super prone to getting burned. I don't know of any. You probably like do. full body well, smear on like zinc oxide or titanium.
1: Well, I think in order oxide stuff, um, a lot of the chemical, like a lot of the chemicals, in order to make a sunscreen in the U.S. that's broad spectrum, some of it will have titanium dioxide, which is a little less like white casty, mm. and one of the organic sunscreens. So, I mean, this one actually. It it doesn't have any of those like mineraly things in it. But um, yeah. a, a lot of chemicals that are allowed in the U.S., they aren't broad spectrum. So you have to like mix them with one of the mineral ones. Yeah, some of the...
0: I think also a lot of them have various benzene derivatives. And benzene yes. is toxic and will kill you if you drink it. And maybe that makes people worried, too, that they're putting something that has like benzone in the name on their skin.
1: So there's oxybenzone, avobenzone, oxinocetate. Oxyno- These are like some of the main chemical or the main organic sunscreens. Avobenzone, that can – that one I think is the most irritating for, for some people. Like if you have some irritations, that one can be like – like if you break out, uh, that one can cause like some like bumps or something on your face. Like Like nothing – you know like serious but that that one can be kind of irritating and then also octanosate and oxybenzone are the ones that got blamed for bleaching coral even though they're not the cause of bleaching coral global warming is you were saying reef safe
0: is a performative label for the most part Sunscreen probably isn't the best for reefs, but that's not what's killing off the reefs. It's global warming. Yeah. It's like the international tourism industry and millions of people taking planes to get to Hawaii day. Well, that's the
1: thing. It's like the Hawaiian government, they don't want to ban tourists coming there and like swimming um, and touching the coral, which could, you know, that could cause some bleaching or people like peeing in the water or the planes, you know, bringing the people, like you said, They don't want to ban that because tourism is a big industry there. But they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, look over there, you know, with the sunscreen.
0: Yeah. In Australia recently, Scott Morrison was their prime minister, who was a huge asshole and, like, very pro-coal and anti-climate. Anti-doing anything about the climate. And then Australia suffered from, like, massive wildfires for the past two years. Uh, And the Great Barrier Reef is, like, keeps having these bleaching events. So Australia now, the Greens won, like, uh, really big in their most recent election they too were being sort of like performative about the like no it's the it's your personal consumer decisions that are killing off the reefs it's not big business or government policy so you were saying like a you're saying a spray is not as oh. effective as a lotion because yes. i love sprays because so, they go on so quickly
1: I know. so let me t- i'm going to talk about like a, a, how to not mess up applying the sunscreen one one more thing about the for, the formulations and like the way that they work like I said, all, all of them pretty much work by taking the energy, taking the wavelength from the sun they and turning it. it, they absorb it and they spit out heat, which is actually really cool. It's the same way that fireworks work. Yeah, because they
0: fireworks, I mean, combustion, but sure.
1: Well, they're, they're unstable, right? And they like take the, they take the energy from like the fire or whatever and they spit out like, cause energy is released
0: sure energy from the explosion is released as light so it's like a reverse firework cuz it's turning light energy into into heat, heat yeah instead of the other way when people
1: get alarmed they're like how much heat and it's literally like less heat than just like different areas of your body produce like it's it's less of a difference like of unsunscreen skin versus sunscreen skin well the skin. sun is
0: hitting you with a ton of infrared light as well like yeah. that's why you get hot if you stand in the sun um But yeah, the actual specific like your sunscreen converting these UV rays into heat is fine. However, I will say, oh, by the way, an aside on all the chemicals you mentioned, the benzones and benzenes and cyclines or whatever, they all have a a six carbon ring in them. Mm -hmm. That's what the benzene, that's what benzene is, is just a six carbon ring. And all of those examples have like a couple carbon chains and then some six carbon rings yep I and have I don't know the quantum mechanics behind it, but like uh yeah a a grad student chemist could tell you why that shape molecule generally corresponds to like having really good light absorption um within like the two hundred fifty to four hundred nanometer wavelength spectrum, yeah, however, those molecules can also break down, yes, as they absorb sunlight, and so there is some people have pointed out that like, at least thus far, it seems like if you wear sunscreen regularly, you're doing way better than somebody who doesn't. But there are people who misunderstand this information about like the chemicals themselves might break down in the sunscreen and they themselves can produce some free radicals or potentially cause some DNA damage. Not as much DNA damage as just you getting hit by UV rays, which is terrible for you. But there have been studies and they're like, a couple of professors who are like, they're not even really skeptics. They're just like bringing this to light. They're like, they've done tests where they've shown if you have like a full layer of some organic sunscreen, after like an hour, the measurement of like, I guess free radicals within your skin is comparable to if you weren't wearing the sunscreen. However, that's just the free radicals. That's not the same as the amount of damage actually being caused from the the sunlight. But their their point mainly is just that the takeaway is just you should reapply. Yeah. It's just that, like, the the chemicals break down that are in the sunscreen as you're wearing it faster than you think. So they yeah. were like, oh, you really should reapply, well, like, every one to two hours. So I was going to explain
1: hours. the, because if there's a lot of rings and a lot of, like, hexagon shapes in, in these molecules, electrons can, like, run around in them, like, that f- for longer. And so, like, that's, it's called delocalization.
0: Um so the electrons get shared among all the carbons all the, in the ring.
1: Yeah. They, <laughs> That's yep, what's happening. Yeah, they yeah. do.
0: They form, you can image it. And it actually is like a little cloud it, of is, electrons it's like, hanging whoop. out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but bec- <clears throat> and exactly because <clears throat> of that, they they break down. That like, yeah, they there. break down.
0: <clears throat> Sorry. Heavily conjugated molecules.
1: So first of all, how much sunscreen do you really need? Um, so basically you need a table like a tablespoon
0: per 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 what one tablespoon per foot no. and so by you foot, need, i mean a human foot
1: okay sorry for so for like a in i don't know like everyone has different size face and stuff like that, so for your body, it's pretty like your whole body it a shot glass they they say like a shot glass or like that's a lot of blocks, yeah, it is, but it's for it's for like your entire body
0: that means in a you know, a, a thing of sunscreen, you've only got, like, maybe four to eight applications worth.
1: Two, what? Oh, yeah. Um, mm. I mean, I think maybe it's, like...
0: What's... A shot's one and a half ounces, and this is what? I think it's a milliliters. 200 milliliters. <laughs> a shot's 25 milliliters. 25 milliliters an ounce. Anyway, a shot's, like, 50 milliliters? Um, this is, like, yeah. So this bottle, of, this mid-sized bottle of Nivea here is, like, maybe, like, five to eight applications of sunblock.
1: Yeah, so you should use a lot of exactly. Well, because your skin has a lot of nooks and crannies, and so like you want to get it, you want to spread it along the surface. So you want to put it in your hand. You can also like just like put it in your hand and look at. I think they've said like maybe like two thick like finger lengths is also a good measurement for just like
0: clarifying. That's not a measurement. A finger length.
1: Yeah, like you like like to line, you know, like thick, like draw like two fingers of sunscreen on your body.
0: They know how to they know how to apply block.
1: Well, I, I think a lot of people don't. They either they don't like use enough. They don't reapply it enough. They also like rub it off. So I like to put on sunscreen, do something else, and then like I'll put makeup on over it. The real, like, advice is to put the sunscreen on over the makeup, but I don't know. I just find that easier to just let it sit undisturbed. Doesn't
0: defeat the purpose no, of, it'll... of the makeup because you put sunblock on it and you're, like, rubbing your makeup off?
1: No. Uh, oh, well, they have some. So I was going to also talk about, like, Super Goop, which is my favorite sunscreen. Um, and actually, most days I just wear this as my makeup because it has, like, a little tint to it. It has like a little tint and it has SPF forty and it has three plus like PA three pluses.
0: Tiny little tube. You must use like one of those a day.
1: Yeah, I go through a lot of these. I just brought this one. Like they have a full size, but you can see it has like it has a really nice tint. I think if you're d I think they have tint a shade for like darker skin, but it just gives you like a little glow. If you go on, I feel like if you go in the water even if it's like water resistant you should still like reapply it after maybe like 15 minutes or something because I feel like I
0: 15 They said 80. <sighs> Is it 80 for my sport block?
1: Yeah, I get If you're going to go once you come out of the water just like put it put more sunscreen on. I just I feel like that cuz cuz there's like friction. The water can like it's more the water will like rub the sun the, like if you're swimming the water brushing against you
0: you also can do the the smart move of just wearing a rash guard w- if you go swimming at the beach or whatever and then everyone thinks you're a surfer yes so you both look cool and you got a lot of credibility and then you're like pretty well protected from burning well if you get yourself a cool hat and some shades and like you're in pretty good shape
1: if it's not a UV they have like UV clothing which is very thin but it has a special knit that's like and they, that you can get that or just like hold your article clothing up to the light to make sure that like not a lot of light is coming in.
0: Yeah. Most surfing rash guards are pretty relatively thick because they're to protect you from scraping yeah. against the surfboard. So those are generally like opaque.
1: Um, oh, and so what I was going to say about the spray s- sunscreen is because the SPF is before they put the propellant in it, so the propellant, the thing that makes it come out of the can, you got a propellant. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the thing that comes out of the that makes it come out of the can actually really degrades the SPF in oh, this no. a lot.
0: So that's ridiculous. They uh, should account for that. I
1: know, but they don't. <laughs>
0: that's like a quarter pounder's weight being before they cook it. Exactly, it's just a lie.
1: So the best thing you can do if you if you really like the mist sunscreen, then You can get the highest like SPF that that you can get in it because it'll probably be like.
0: It's because it's nice. It's so fast. Yeah, and like I have, I have, been mocked by friends at the beach because I stopped to apply lotion sunblock while we were like walking to a bar or something on the sand, and it like took like ten minutes, and I was like, I'm not gonna like not do this. I'm not gonna. I don't want to burn.
1: So you can't. Um, you should just be careful. Like, don't spray it on your face, because the propellant isn't like the best for your, uh, um, your eyes and your mouth. And if you have to put it on your face, put it in your hand first, and then like.
0: Yeah, you spray it on your hand, and then you smear it on. That's yeah. That's what they tell you to do. And then, if you're like me and you want to be daring, I spray it like on my ear. Yeah. I, I also personally, I like the stick.
1: Oh yeah, the sticks are really great. I, oh, I have, the, I, I, gotta, I have that. too. I
0: got a travel like stick of oh. sunblock that I can carry in my bag, which is great because I, I don't have usually carry sunblock lotion around. But I have the right stick. here. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome because you just like draw a couple lines. Down each arm and leg, and then you rub it in, and then you've got you're covered.
1: So the stick people who have more oily skin—it's it's
0: chapstick, but sunscreen for your and for your skin. People your
1: with lips. darker skin tones or like oilier skin might not like stick stuff because it's normally zinc oxide. So again, the white cast. I have Bear Republic mineral sunscreen stick. This is free of chemical sunscreen active. So this is really pandering to people that are like afraid of organic. Cause it's like nothing, no chemicals in it, but it's like, yeah, yeah, which means it's probably like, it's all zinc oxide, not quite
0: as effective. I mean, I just, I have like, I've now got a good sunscreen routine, I think when I go out and I have cool hats that I wear and I generally like wear, I have a good selection of light long sleeve shirts as well. Yeah.
1: Like I, I wear like long sleeve pants and shirts and like I put sunscreen on every day. Because my mom, my mom taught me that. She she told me when I was a little kid. She was like,
0: as did the motivational song that we played at the beginning true. of this episode.
1: She um, and I remember the first sunscreen I ever had was City Block by Clinique because my mom would get like the free samples, and she and and that had the same like little tint in it. And I thought I would wear it just because it looked good like as makeup. I Your do skin think skin aging. I I for me that's it's the aging. Like I I, I just want to remain.
0: Organic sunscreens are also getting, if some listener out there hasn't worn sunscreen a while or doesn't regularly, they've gotten much better. Like within my own lifetime, I remember when I was like a kid on vacation with my family and really just like putting on sunblock because it just wouldn't absorb. So you just stayed oily kind of the whole time. Oh, yeah. And it like wouldn't really stay on very well. And I had like, you know, I used some SPF 50 sometime and got, got like a terrible rash.
1: Yeah, so you, probably, like you that probably that was probably like avobenzone, which which call like I said, it can cause like a little rash or like or redness or bumps or something.
0: Yeah. Like Whereas reported. a lot of the like uh, banana boat like sports stuff that's SPF thirty or or even higher. I I think I randomly like a friend loaned me some SPF one hundred recently, and I was like, oh no, am I going to get like a rash from this? And it was fine, and it also like applied really well too. It wasn't yeah. like. Super thick or goopy or anything. So I think that's modern science, really. <laughs>
1: it's funny in, in It's
0: the year twenty twenty two and we have good sunblock now. In
1: other countries they're not allowed to do I think above I think in Australia they're not allowed to do above SPF fifty just because you have to really imagine the other butt cheek. Like that butt has to get like hella burned.
0: No, I think as soon as you start showing signs of burning during the test, they probably cover your cover the exposed butt cheek. They cover the butt cheek that doesn't have the block and just leave out the butt cheek that does have the block and then continue waiting for a <laughs> I few hope hours. So. And hopefully you're getting, you know, they're giving you a massage or something to take your mind off it while you wait there for hours I, to get burned.
1: I want to know what that, the towel, It's like, like
0: people who have to test mosquito repellent. Well, that's because <laughs> like I think in Australia, job. they're
1: like, we're just, they're just like, we're good. But it's, it's really cause it's expensive. It's, it's time consuming to like do all the testing for sunscreen. Recently, there was this big scandal with Purito. Did you hear about that?
0: With Purito?
1: Purito. Purito is this brand. There's like a larger umbrella brand, but Purito (laughs) said that their sunscreens had like SPF 50 or something. And then someone tested it and they were like, no, it's like SPF 10, 15. Um,
0: Oh no, they lied about that. Purito is what you call a cat when you wrap it in a blanket.
1: <laughs> a purrito, yeah. They well, you you would be better off wrapping yourself in a blanket. No, it's just they um they like disclosed all their information and stuff, and they they claimed that it was just like a mistake. And there are a lot of videos that go into like how this could have happened. And it's not like it had no SPF; it was just a lot lower than they were saying but a lot of people think that they like tested on a lot fewer people than they said and you know I don't know there was like all this stuff it was like too good to be true because they were like uh their sunscreens applied very easy they weren't very chalky you know the nice consistency and people were like sus
0: oh yeah it was too good to be fat free exactly I knew it to dispel one more myth uh some people don't wear sunblock or think they shouldn't because they need sunlight exposure for vitamin D production and just like 15 minutes of sunlight a day uh, will like and even if you're wearing sunblock or not it's not like the sunblock is completely shading you or keeping you indoors you're still getting the whole rest of the range of like of the spectrum of of light from the sun so just 15 minutes a day like standing near a window even um, you'll develop you know, your body will get enough sun exposure to create vitamin D.
1: Yeah. I mean, people in countries with like the sun, you know, like Scandinavia or whatever, where it's like they don't have sun for like that much. They don't, you you would think the that they would of perpetual night for yeah, several months. You would think they would like really have a problem with vitamin D deficiency and they're like, now we good.
0: Well, that's the evolutionary explanation for why people in northern latitudes are so pale is because it does make your skin better at absorbing sunlight so you can produce vitamin D. Yeah, I guess you're really good at absorbing. People at lower latitudes who do have more melanin in their skin are less prone to burning. But a base tan is not doing anything. But if you actually are like an African guy from Sudan is going to be definitely like less prone to burning than a Scandinavian person. And they they still yeah they're still gonna get wrinkles and premature aging and skin cancer from the UVA rays. Yes, it is true. We've gotta, and we've gotta we gotta protect our ozone layer. Yeah. Because that's protecting us from the UVC. Exactly. And that will fry you. Okay, so go. we're gonna bring this episode to a close okay. and we'll be back you next week to talk about sunglasses. When the lights go out, it's Japan's out, The earth had spun around. I see yellow and green. It's a beautiful thing. The sky's blue because the sun hit the water like bing, a reflection. And that's all it is. You can't stare at them long because your face would do like this. Look who's shining again. Oh my, my, my. We've been rhyming again. Oh my, my, my. Ice be blind in the middle.
1: Oh my. Oh you come oh through my time my and time oh again